0: I'm Emily
1: and I'm Joni
0: and this is the Grow Where You're At podcast
1: where we discuss all things Appalachian and country.
0: Now set your cell phone down and learn a thing or two
1: and maybe laugh a time or two.
0: Now let's hop to it. And then I'm going to be on the phone with auntie so I need you to be on your best behavior.
1: (laughs) i told jason i was like babe i've got to go podcast (laughs) can you watch the beans he's like you're gonna do what i was like i'm going to podcast he's like okay you go cast your pod and i'll do it i'm like okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's like i told davey like i was like me and jody are gonna podcast and like i reminded him when i got home and he kind of rolled his eyes at me and he's like laughing but I know you enjoy it and that's what you want to do. He's like, so let's go down here and take care of this calf. And then we'll get back up here. When we got back up here, like I was going to sit in the man cave with him for a few minutes, but he had to go to Layton's to pick up the chainsaw because I told him the other day when I sharpened it, it needed to be, I was like, whoever sharpened this chain last, I said they messed up the angle on it. I was like, they've, Either that or your dad's hit something with it. Like, the it the bevel and the chain teeth is not right. And I sharpened it good enough for him to be able to use it a little bit. And then when Layton was here earlier, he looked at him. He said, somebody has messed the angle up on that chain. I said, told you. Told you.
1: <laughs> ha, bitch, ha. But Layton, Women know more than we think so.
0: <laughs> and I was out there trying to tell him. He's like, see if you can get the four-wheeler to start. So, I'm out there tinkering with the four-wheeler, and I'm like, honey, you're not getting a spark. I said, there's something, and I've told him this repeatedly, and I think I finally got through to him. I was like, there's something wrong with the fuel in it because it burns every spark plug you have. I was like, either that or you're not getting the right spark plugs for it. I was like, because it's not fitting in the wire right. So, here's what you can do. And so, he was like, oh, okay. Like, I've told you this. (laughs) I I know a whole lot more than what you think I do.
1: Uh-huh. Men just think we're dumb women. Who...
0: It cut out. I can't hear you. Auntie.
1: Hello. Can you hear me uh, now?
0: I can hear you now.
1: Okay, so apparently I cannot minimize Spotify on my phone. Okay, sorry.
0: Nope, it's okay.
1: It is okay. I was just trying to look at the screenshot to what we were supposed to say for the intro and outro and...
0: Oh. Hi, I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Joni.
0: And this is the Grow Where You're At podcast.
1: Yeah. Where we talk about
0: All everything. Home. Literally everything. <laughs> Mainly homesteady things, but we talk about everything. So buckle up.
1: <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup. You're in for a ride.
0: <laughs> yeah. Set yourself down. Get yourself a drink. And you just, you just hear us ramble.
1: <laughs> Pretty much what it's going to be. And it's going to be awesome.
0: Yes. It is going to be awesome.
1: <gasps> okay, so are we sticking with this recording or are we doing a new one? Um, Can you edit this?
0: Uh, okay, so why don't we like go with what we've got and I'll try to edit it. And if it doesn't work, we always have tomorrow. Yes. That's my
1: thing. Hey, honestly, we're honest and open and real anyway, so even if we.
0: I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, like, we're honest and open and real anyhow, like. I'm kind of. Yeah. So, like, it's real. It's not pretty. I don't have an Instagram garden as much as I want one.
1: Same girl, same.
0: Like, my house is being a
1: hot mess right now, and I just don't, I'm like, whatever, whatever. Honey, I was skinning tomatoes earlier, and I completely missed my bucket, you know, because, you know, you, you set your scrap bucket next to the sink, so when you get your hot tomatoes out, you have something to, like, throw your scraps, like, your skins and your cores and stuff into, And I had a handful earlier and completely missed my scrap bucket. And it just went all in the floor and all over the cabinets. And so I was like, oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Oh, Lord. I hate it when I do that. And, like, it finally – Yes, it – And it's like you never, it never fails. At least once you're going to either miss the bucket or you're going to throw a good tomato into the scrap bucket and the scraps into the good bucket. And then you got to fish it out at least once every single time.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And especially if somebody talks to you. like
0: It's cutting out. Are you there? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now.
1: Okay, so I am figuring this out. All right, so... i
0: really, like, sitting here not touching my phone because I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up.
1: (laughs) Well, I have tried because I was like, well... Maybe I can go look at my screenshots, you know, because I have notes and stuff. And I was like, I can go look through my notes and my screenshots. And, yeah, that does not work, number one. So, if this gets published and anybody out there listening wants to make a podcast, do not try to do that. Also, um, I turned my screen off. And so, for like two minutes, it worked good. And then it was like, mm, we don't know if you're still there, lady. So, yeah. So, I had to turn my phone back on.
0: Well, Ginger Snaps.
1: That is okay. We'll work with it.
0: It's okay. We're figuring it out as we go because I have never in my life reported recorded a podcast before or recorded anything. So, this is all new to me. I just was like, we have good information that's real and raw and
1: fact. Yeah, it's just the truth. We've messed up enough that other people should not have to mess up to learn this stuff.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I have flubbed enough stuff that, hey, if I can, if somebody else can learn from my mistakes, by all means, learn from my mistakes so you don't have to.
1: Exactly. And, and you know, and they're not mistakes, though. You know, we learned so. You can't ever call it a mistake because, you know, we want to call them mistakes, but
0: we learned. We did learn. And I saw a quote one time, and I wish I could remember who said it, but it said, you didn't fail. You simply succeeded in finding out what don't work.
1: Exactly. I love that.
0: So I kind of like we were talking earlier. I don't call it hard work. I call it heart work because it comes from the heart. So I didn't fail at anything. I simply succeeded in finding out what doesn't work. So now I know not to try that again, unless you forget it don't work and you're going to try it again.
1: Which if you're sometimes spicy, it happens. <laughs>
0: I was about to say if you're spicy then it happens because that's what happens here all the time because I'm like I knew that I knew it before I did it but I did it anyhow just to, yeah. I, to see if I get the same
1: results yeah maybe I just messed up a little bit last time and it'll be a little bit different this time no, no. you still end up with the same result but it's okay second time second time is foolproof yep that yeah. is not how that works
0: exactly exactly and then sometimes you you feel like you failed the first time but it's just because you don't have the muscle memory in your hands or in your body to remember how to do it so it just takes a little bit practice there
1: yeah or you know whether you're trying something new in the garden or something new for the house or with your animals or whatever you know, you have to try different things. You have to think out of the box on most things, you know, nowadays to get them to work.
0: You do. And, you know, the taking that to animals, it's like I can't treat Bubba the same way I treat Dolly because, yeah, they're both kind of food motivated. But Dolly is more food motivated and she loves her grain and she loves her treats and she's easy to catch with that. If I want to catch Bubba, sometimes i got to take a brush in the field to catch him because he wants his scratches. And you better scratch his back and you better scratch his belly because that's what he wants. You don't even have to to go down there to get Bubba to come to the fence because he wants you to scratch his back. He wants you to scratch his belly. Now, forget touching Dolly. If you ain't got treats or a bucket of grain, you're not going to touch her. Forget it. She don't want to be touched unless you got something for her.
1: Wait a minute. Maybe we should... um... Let people know that Bubba and Dolly are horses.
0: Bubba, Dolly are my horses. So, like, I can't just go down in the field and try to catch both of my horses using the same tactics. Yeah, I catch them with a bucket of grain. Sue me. That may not be the way that you're... It's easy you're stressed, Whatever. But if I just want to go spend time with my horses, I have to take a bucket of grain to go pet Dolly Versus petting my gelding I've had for fifteen years because he wants his back scratched and he wants his belly scratched. That's what he wants, and he wants all of my attention. and He doesn't want to share my attention with anybody else. But I—he gets jealous. He is very jealous. He is jealous of the dogs. He is jealous of, of the lambs. But he,
1: but he was an only baby for a long time.
0: He was an only baby for a long time. And even when I had other horses, he was the youngest. So he needed the most attention. So he got the most attention.
1: Yeah, he's got youngest child syndrome.
0: Oh, he absolutely. Child syndrome.
1: syndrome. syndrome.
0: It's just me and brother. You know, we ride had with other people on the trails, but it was just me and Bubba. And then. The lambs come along. You're cutting out. Was like, excuse me.
1: You cut down a little bit on me. Hello. Are you still there? Hello. 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 Hm. We are experiencing some technical difficulties. Please hold. <laughs> oh, it's
0: connected. Now. I feel like... <laughs> Mine disconnected earlier. I was like, "What? What is this saying?" Like, I'm going on this huge tangent about how Bubba, my whore, my gelding, was the the only child for like years, and then we got the dog, Ace, and then we got eight the calf, and then we got the limbs, and then we got Hank, and it was just like. And then we had Dolly on top of all of this other, all of these other animals, and my horse is standing here like, "Excuse me, the love of your life is right here."
1: And you got the velociraptors.
0: Yes, I do have my velociraptors, and yes, they do come to here, Chicky Chicky, can't you see? And that's what they answer to.
1: Course, yeah, that's yeah. You know, I got to throw my mealworms to say, and uh, boom, chicky, chicky, boom, chicky, (laughs) chicky.
0: I love it. Like, animals are funny. Like, I didn't train, really train my chickens to that. It was just kind of like one of those things, like, (laughs) Davey would yell at me. He's like, your chickens are down there next to the road. You better get them. And so I would go out there shaking, like, a scoop of corn and being like, here, chicky, chicky. And then it turned into can't you see and here I am standing in the rain yelling at my chickens <laughs> trying to get them to come back up off the busy road. And now and now every morning they remind me of it. They know my morning routine. My morning routine is I get up, I pet Hank. I get my grain ready for the for the lambs to take it out to the lambs. Feed the cats and you can bet your buttons and right out there behind my car reminding me that excuse me we are the love of your lives too so like if you could give us our corn that would be great it cut out again
1: can you hear me now
0: I can hear you now
1: okay it's my screen went dark again I wasn't paying attention. I was laughing and thinking. Every morning I come out on the back porch, and you know it's a straight view to the chicken coop, and all the girls are always in the corner, like "Mama's coming, Mama's coming," <laughs> and and I have to go feed them, or they're like mad at me all day long. Like even if I go down there like later than normal, they're like, "It's about time you heifer." <laughs>
0: oh, I know. Mine are like. They won't even look at me sometimes because, like, if I happen to sleep in on a Saturday, they're used to getting fed at like between six thirty and seven every morning throughout the week. If I happen to sleep in, oh, they're mad. They're big bad.
1: Oh yeah, like you- even even your favorite pet. You know, everybody who has chickens has that one favorite pet chicken who is like the friendliest one who wants to come and you know will let you pet her and stuff. So my favorite chicken is hippie chicken you know she's been the little pet from the beginning like she will not let me get no scratches or no loving at all if I feed her late
0: it's comical it is comical the fact that you know chickens will get mad at you because you were late feeding them it's like excuse me feed as it.
1: hmm yeah that's true
0: or it's beyond true beyond true Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i'm just glad that the plants aren't like that you know
1: no we we just have to talk to them they're happy
0: oh yeah you just walk by them and say hey tomato you're looking good today and they're just as happy as they can be like they don't They don't care that the world's falling down around them and that you woke up late and that you're just having a bad morning. You're like, hey, tomato, looking good. And they're just like,
1: thanks. (laughs) Yes. I, You know, and people will say what they want. But I talk to every plant I have, whether it's in the garden or it's a flower or it's a tree. I talk to every plant because, you know, it's a living thing. And I'm not trying to say, you know. That, you know, um, hmm, I don't know how to put that,
0: We're not, but I talk,
1: it, I'm not you, crazy, you're not I just talk to them, my plants.
0: But, talking to your plants, who are you kidding? I talk to inanimate objects, at least a plant is not an inanimate object. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, but you know, honestly, I feel like they benefit from conversation, I swear they do, it's been working for me for this long, I'm not changing it now. <laughs>
0: I know, right? I do. I'll be walking through the garden and be like, "Hello, little peppers. How are you doing today?" And they're yes, just like, here, have some more peppers.
1: Yes. Oh my so, gosh! I, 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 I have a balloon flower planted in the flower bed at the end of the house, and I was weeding. I have so much crabgrass growing everywhere. It is so horrible. I. Hate crabgrass. I will tell you now, I absolutely hate crabgrass. My land
0: but eat the crabgrass. Continue.
1: But I have so much growing. Like, were they um, hydro seeded the road when they decided to chip it last year? You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And because uh, we went from dirt road to chip road. Anyway, Wait being is, they hydro seeded the bank when they cut it out. And I'm telling you, they sprayed crabgrass on that. Because it's come across the road and like it's invaded everything the yard, the flower beds, the garden, it's everywhere. And I never saw it before, you know. We never had an issue before, anyway. Back to the balloon flower because I was going off on a tangent, I'm mad at them, but <laughs> I was trying to get it around the balloon flower and I was like. I'm sorry, little girl. I feel like I've abandoned you, and I left you to suffer, and this stuff's trying to strangle you out. And Uncle walked around the house, and he's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, the flower. I know. You should be used to this after almost 20 years of marriage.
0: I know, and there's sometimes, like, you will be like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to the dog.
1: Yes! Yes! <laughs>
0: like I'm having a full-on conversation with one of the dogs he's like what did you say and I was like I'm talking to the dog
1: okay yes like if I'm in the house and I'm trying to like just chill out or I'm cleaning or whatever it is I'm doing if it's me and her in the house I mean there's no reason to be quiet she's there I can talk to her and it's like I'll just carry on like talking out loud to her all day long and then uncle will come home and he'll be like what are you doing I'm like I'm talking to the dog he's like okay again 20 years of marriage you should know I'm gonna talk to things
0: (laughs) well that's like one day like I was having like I don't even remember what I was talking about but I was just like having a full-on conversation with Ace and I'm like one of these days this dog is gonna look at me and talk back to me as much as I talk to him
1: Hey, I'm telling you, after 15 years with Boogie, I'm I'm telling you, at some point you learn, especially dogs. I mean, I think all animals have their own personality, but especially dogs. Because I mean, like I am so bad for when when she was small, which it's a no-no, but you know, she slept in the bed with me and Jason. And like when he rolled and tumbled in the bed like one of those nights when he was restless and stuff, I would go like that. And I didn't mean to. It was just a habit kind of thing. And I never realized I did it until the dog started doing it. Like, she would kick him and go, (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) that's my dog!
0: (laughs) And like, he um, Oh, he's quick to let you know you made him mad about something. Like, if I give him a bath and he didn't want one.
1: Oh, Oh my gosh.
0: Um, Davey had set some rolls on the counter. And they were the last two rolls that we had in this house, period. Like, I would have had to drive 20 minutes to get some more of these rolls because we were out. was when we first started living together. And... Ace was still mad the next day after I gave him a bath. And he got one of Davy's rolls off the counter. Did he eat it? Absolutely not. He took it and set it right in the middle of the floor. And then went and laid down in his crate. Because he was. <laughs>
1: that <laughs> okay. is awesome, though. I mean, I'm just saying it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> I, Boogie does the same thing, though. I mean, she doesn't steal food because, you know, she's short. She's, you know, what? Six inches tall.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Ace knows not to get on the counter. He's never got on the counter before, but he was mad because Davey told him he needed to have a bath, and I brought him in here and gave him a bath, and he wasn't but maybe a year old. So, I mean, not full-grown yet, but old enough to know better not to reach up on my counter.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Boogie. Now, if I give Boogie a bath, she will get mad at me, and she will go pout to Jason like, uh-uh. And she won't have anything to do with me the rest of the day either.
0: See, like, Ace, he's learned that, hey, like, it's it's not really that bad, but you, liter- I have to play a certain song for him. He will not take a bath unless I play Turtles All the Way Down by Sturgill Simpson. That is the only way he will take a bath. I have <laughs> to play Sturgill Simpson for him, or he will not take a bath. He won't even go get in the bathroom if i do that's
1: like, cute
0: and so i'm like okay and there was one time like i'd put him in the shower to give him a bath and like he starts growling and like he's getting ill and i realized that i was playing a, i wasn't even playing his music i was playing something different that i wanted to listen to and he was kind of getting ill about the fact that he was in the bath and his his music was not playing Now, why he got hooked on Sturgill Simpson, the only thing I can figure is whenever I first started giving him a bath in the house, I was on a Sturgill Simpson kick. And so I would give him a bath to Sturgill Simpson.
1: That's adorable.
0: Now he refuses to take a bath without Sturgill Simpson playing. Has to have it. And I'm like, what? what is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> At least he has good taste in music, mama.
0: I mean, at least he's got... That's what I was thinking. At least he's got good taste in music. And then... Hank over here, he's passed out on the floor asleep because he's just living his best life.
1: Mm. Yeah, Boogie's still in doggy jail.
0: Is she still in doggy jail?
1: She is.
0: Is she doing better, though?
1: Um... Kind of... She's still limping a bit, but, you know, I don't I don't think it was as bad as last time. But, you know, her limes, when it flares, she gets achy all over. And if she does get to doing too much, you know, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, I thought maybe doggy gel would help more, but she's still recuperating slowly, I think. I hope. Okay. You're always going to say, I hope so.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, brother, my little brother has limes and his will flare up at least once a year. And, you know, he's, he's sore for, oh, it seems like two weeks and then he's finally better. But, you know, he's got to take his steroid and his antibiotic and there's nothing he can do about it. Cause I mean, he, it's for life. And so I, I can't, sympathize with how a dog would feel but i do know that in the human world like it it's different for everybody because everybody's body reacts different to it but i know that brother he gets his flare-ups and it's just he's down
1: yeah that's the way she does like you know she's getting older too and she does have arthritis and i know this but when you know, the very first tick I got off of her in her whole entire life gave her limes, you know. And it is what it is, but, you know, she usually does pretty good most of the time. But, you know, every year she'll have a flare or two or three, depending, you know. And I think a lot of it's got to do with, you know, um, temperature a lot. If she's cold, she hurts more. But this time, I don't know what exactly set it off, but she started, um, she usually when she starts hurting, it'll be her front right paw, and she'll, like, hold it up, and she'll be, like, limping a little bit. And I try to, you know, make her take it easy, which, with her being 15 and a part twelve part 5, you would think would be a little easier than it is, but it's not. <clears throat> Anywho, <laughs> um, the then she's
0: than yours, then,
1: huh?
0: I said, I swear my dogs are a whole lot lazier than yours with a healer and what we believe is some black mouth cur shepherd mix. Like, my dogs are a whole lot lazier than yours, easier to contain than Bella, because I swear,
1: yes. I mean, when we first got her, I mean, she fit in the palm of my hand. And they're like, she's going to stay small. And I'm like, "Yay! all I have is big dogs. I want a little dog, you know, to stay with me in the house full time. You know, because the big dogs, when we first got hurt, you know, we were letting them in and out. And, you know, when we lived on the farm where Uncle and Papa worked full time, you know, it was it made more sense for them to be out there to watch for things and to help, you know, around the house. And then she started getting bigger. And then when we moved and it's like, well, my other big dog died. And so she got used to being an only child. (laughs) And now it's like, you know, she wants to chase everything like bug wise, not cars or anything, but she'll, she'll go after a moth or a bee like, it's Satan on her doorstep, and she needs to kill it.
0: Because it's, it's her house. And, you know, that's Yes. Like whenever I'm... Baby's like, not in the house. A lot of times, he puts Hank in the house with me, and that's just because Hank's my dog. Like, lock, stock, and barrel. But whenever I go to bed at night, if it's not a thunderstorm, I put... Big Hanky outside because he's going to alert me if anything goes on outside. But Ace stays inside because he's going to let me know if something tries to come through the door that ain't supposed to.
1: Yeah, you've got two lines of defense right there built in.
0: I do. And, you know, Hank's my – he's the alert. And then if it gets past the point of Hank just alerting to it and him spooking it with just his big bark, you know, if – if they get through the line of defense of Hank, you know, I've got AC in the house with me.
1: Oh, and and he means business, though, so, you know.
0: He does mean business, and I was like, you know, I don't. And if I've got Hank in the house, and he's laid right in front of the door, and Ace is laid watching the door the other way, like, I don't. I sleep like a baby.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But whether it be like... It's
1: like the best security system in the world having a dog.
0: <laughs> it is. And I'm like, they you know, they hear stuff I don't hear. And I mean, they'll even... Sometimes Ace will even get fussy and have to go outside and check because the cats are outside on the porch. And he's like, excuse me, you're being noisy and it is late. Like, my mom's in the bed. Like, yes. What's the problem?
1: Yes. Boogie, I swear she can smell deer in the yard. Like, some nights, like, when she's not in doggy jail, because she does not like doggy jail at all. And so, some nights, she'll just whine at me like, Mama, let me out. But she's pinned up for her own good for now. But before, like, on regular days when she feels good, like, some nights, she'll be like, nonstop, let me out. I want to see what's going on. And I'll open the door, and there'll be a deer in the yard. And it's like, I swear she smells them. Like through the house,
0: uh, and I mean, you know, they have a sense of smell that we can't, but we've you have an air conditioner blowing through the house, so I mean, that could be carrying a smell in. So,
1: hey, that's the only thing I can think of. Either I mean, that is literally the only thing I can think of is when we have the air running, it must be carrying the scent from the deer out in the yard into the house and her smell it because. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't know they were you know munching on my trees. <laughs> I
0: know I know about.
1: they have eat my sunflowers um about halfway up the stalk. they eat those last night. they're eating my uh Arborvitae, Arborvitae, however you want to say it trees. Ugh.
0: I don't even know what that is, but i'll I okay.
1: Those, you know, those little trees I have planted, like, along the the road? Uh, yeah,
0: yes, I think.
1: Well, I caught them wiener trees last time, but, you know, I think I showed them to you. Where the deer keep eating them, and they look phallic in shape. (laughs)
0: Oh, yes, 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 I do believe I remember that now.
1: Yes, the penis trees. I mean, I'm honest it it looks like a penis. I'm not even like I'm pretty sure somebody would like to have a penis tree. and if so, just plant you an arbor uh, and have a deer come around and you'll have a penis tree.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, at least it's like minimal landscaping. like at least you have shaped trees and it's just like natural landscape in there, like
1: yeah who's,
0: who does your who does your yard work? All the deer do?
1: Yeah. I mean, I could say, like, and this is going to really age me, but, you know, Edward Scissorhands, I know you've probably never seen that movie because I'm old. <laughs> Listen,
0: I've seen enough memes. I'm pretty hip on my history in my movies, okay?
1: <laughs> well, Edward Scissorhands, in that movie, he, like, starts out, like, trimming trees, and this woman's like, ooh, I want you to cut my hair, <laughs> and then he starts giving these women these weird haircuts, but... Anyway, that's what it makes me think of. The deer <laughs> are my <by> Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> I, our I, blooming minute has lasted a long time. <laughs> this is not the topic we were going to discuss today.
0: <laughs> no, but like I said, like we can trim it and cut it. and
1: we'll We don't it. even need to do that, though. I mean, because honestly, I think this is just our introductory into what you can expect. We're going to be rambling about a bunch of different stuff, and some of it might help you along the way, but some of it might make you just laugh and be like, who are these crazy women I am listening to?
0: It kind of reminds me of, like, I listened to a couple of podcasts. It kind of reminds me of, like, Coffee with the Chicken Ladies Or This Country Life by, like, Brent Reeves. And it's part of the Meat Eater podcast. And, like, I was cackling going down the road. So, if, like, I can make somebody cackle, my my favorite saying is, if I can make somebody laugh or pee their pants, my day is not wasted.
1: Exactly. You know, there is so much negative in the world, a little bit of positive. Even if you're going to laugh at me and my penis trees or Emily and her Stubborn dog who will not take a bath without Sturgill Sampson playing. Or the okay. fact
0: that, <laughs> love that and Dolly are my horses because, like, that did, it didn't click in my head that I should probably explain who these people who what this is.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was getting ready to say, I'm like, if I were just listening to this, um, who are you taking grain to, and why are we feeding people grain? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. And, like, why are we trying to catch him? Like...
1: Yeah. Um, what kind yeah. of weird stuff have I stumbled upon here?
0: Why are you scratching his belly? You know, like... Things like... It just doesn't dawn on me, and it doesn't like, register through with me that I need to... Well, I have these horses, and they're Bubba and Dolly, and, like, they're polar opposites.
1: Yeah. But, you know, honestly, and... And what we talked about is, you know, we want this to kind of just be our conversations because we have these conversations all the time. And so when we're talking to each other, it's easier for you to forget that, hey, we're also recording the podcast. And these people who hopefully get to listen to this don't know what it is.
0: And, yeah. And like, at least it's a little bit like, okay. This is a little bit of an inside look into our lives just to try to help somebody else out somewhere along the way.
1: Yeah. I mean, because everybody, you know, a lot more people are trying to do homesteading and frugal homesteading is a key, a key thing to any homestead is frugality because the less money you have to spend on, you know, store bought items and the more you can do for yourself, the more you can do at home, the the less money you have to spend out of pocket for, you know, basic things that you could cover yourself, the better you are. Also, you know, a lot of us, you know, start from, you know, low income. And, you know, I never thought of it as homesteading until I read I read this thing. I'm like, why are all these people talking about homesteads? You know? Because to me, it's just being country is what I was always told. You know, we're just country people and that's how we do this, you know. But in the heart of it, what we have done our whole entire lives has been homesteading on some level or another. And, you know, whether that has been... You know, just trying to grow a garden or having fruit trees or having chickens for the eggs or the meat or having rabbits for meat or fur or, you know, all these things that we do, you know. We
0: just, we look at it because it's all second nature to us, even if it's just something like, I'm tired of there not being any plants around here. I'm putting a pumpkin in the backyard. We just, I mean, I've been growing tomatoes since I was like 10. Yeah. Thought of it as homesteading or never thought of it as, you know, to have a label or, and I never took any classes or anything like second nature. It's just something that we do and it's what we've done and the generations before us and our grandmas and all of these things that they did. We never looked at it as homesteading. We just looked at it as this living life. This is what we Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, my, my quote unquote homestead now looks completely different than what I had growing up because, yeah, we had a garden and we had chickens for eggs, but that's, you know, that's what we had. I mean, my mom canned, I remember sitting there with you and my mom canning apples when you guys lived at the farm.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: When Papa worked, I remember canning apples for what seemed like hours and yeah. Days. And, I mean, picking and snapping and canning beans for what seemed like days. And I remember one time I complained about having to break all of those beans. And the next year, we didn't have a bean crop. And I had to eat store-bought green beans. And I said, never again will I complain about breaking a bean. Because them store-bought green beans are nasty. No, thank you. I will pass. I will go without eating a green bean before I eat one from the store.
1: Yes. And, I mean, and that is one of those things that people – do not realize is you know when you grow your own food and you know whether it's an animal product or it's a plant vegetable fruit whatever you know and you can control what goes into that and the taste is so different from what you would get in a store i mean it's fresher it's cleaner it's more organic it's you know and it's not had all of its nutrients lost going through some steaming process and you get more health benefits. It's healthier for you. It's, it's pressure. It's, it's just better. I don't know any other way, but it's better. <laughs>
0: it is better. And like, you know, I tell people, they're like, well, I'm, I'm starting to grow this and I'm starting that," or I make my own homemade bread. And I'm like, listen, let me explain to you. And I will give you a heads up and I will give you that, you know, that warning that you were on a slippery slope because let me tell you what, like I am thankful for any and all food that I'm providing. And I will thank the creator, whatever deity that somebody wants to call the the main being that all the great spirit, I call it the great spirit, the creator, others may call it something different. And, you know, I call, I'm, I'm thankful for whatever food is provided for me, but like you can bet your buttons when I go and I eat a potato out of a fast food restaurant or I eat it from somewhere else. I'm like, this is not a tater. Okay. This is like yeah. something pretending to be a tater because I grow taters and my taters taste completely different. And like, yes, snob. And that sounds horrible,
1: but it does not sound horrible. It the- sounds reasonable. to Well, to us, it sounds reasonable, though, because you can, once you get used to, like, your produce and your fruit and your vegetables and your whatever it is, your eggs, you're not going to eat one from a store or a restaurant or anything and be like, hmm, this tastes better than what I grow. No, it does not it's work so- that way. It doesn't
0: work that way, and, like, I just tell people up front. I'm like, you're on a slippery slope because I am. I I mean, I've been down that slippery slope, and like, I love it here because everything. (laughs) Like, I don't buy cucumbers out of the store, and like, once in a blue moon, there's one particular place that I will buy from. But yes, I buy like a tomato from them, and it's, you know, I will buy nasty. Every <laughs> while, but I'm like it just doesn't. It still doesn't taste right, and like it's dead or winter. I just want a fresh tomato, and it still don't taste right. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm eating, but that ain't it. Like no. I do where I eat it, and that that sounds horrible to some, but to me, who grows my own tomatoes, like it doesn't sound horrible because when you you taste. Like, there's nothing like a fresh, homegrown tomato, and I know that's, like, one of the Because you know
1: what good quality produce is supposed to taste like now.
0: (laughs) You know what good quality produce is supposed to taste like. You know, you not had one that has been in the store that everybody's walked by and looked at, smelled of, had their nose on, something like that, like...
1: Yeah, I I mean, and, and you have to think, like, especially, okay, especially us, we live... You know, we might want to remind people, we live in Appalachia, you know? I mean, we're, we're
0: five, at least 10 to 15 minutes to the nearest store to be able to get any kind of grocery at all.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and you also have to think, you know, the most common stores we have. I mean, if you're not lucky enough to find somebody with a farm market, and I mean, come on. There's not those in winter because we don't have produce in winter because most of us, you know grow through the summer months and then you know the winter months are when you do things at home stuff like that but you have to go to usually the big w <clears throat> Wally World
0: the the big fc which is really big in our particular area of the Appalachians
1: yes and you know you have to think okay that produce was picked on a farm by somebody you don't know it was packaged sent to somewhere else then packaged again like broken down from the tomato boxes that were originally put in then it was sent to a warehouse somewhere to be kept until they're ready to send it out and then from that warehouse to that store and then how many days in that store until they decide to put it on the shelf and then I mean, that's so many hands that have been on this stuff. And it's not even like, it's not even like it's, you know, just that. Like, because so much produce in these big stores does not come from, you know, the states or anywhere local. And most of your produce is coming from California, Florida, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, wherever it's coming from during the winter, all the way, you know, to America to get distributed all across the states to all these different stores and, and all this stuff. And then you have to think, it's it's not going to be fresh by the time it gets to you. And if it is, something's usually wrong. There's some kind of preservative or something with that thing.
0: And, you know, that's not to say I'm very grateful that, you know, we are able to transport food and fruits and vegetables like that to our area to people who are not able to grow their own food like we are
1: i am i am i am grateful for that i mean and we have relied on that you know multiple times through the years but if you're able to do it even if you start with a tomato plant in a pot or a small patch of ground where you can just stick a couple plants you can buy them at the grocery store most of the times around here at least you know if you can just start somewhere i mean grow where you're at yeah you know but start somewhere and grow something and once you taste that difference and once you become more self reliant once you become more accustomed to doing your own thing and growing your own food and yeah you fall down the rabbit hole and you end up growing amaranth and weird things like we do but anyway on
0: the road, and I'm like identifying like all of these plants. And Dave, you'll be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, look, there's wild asparagus growing on the side of the road. Look, there's Queen Anne's lace." And like we were driving through the field the other day, and I'm like, "I need you to run over that patch of flea bane and Queen Anne's lace." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" But mm-hmm. done that, I've you know, I've looked at these plants for so long that I know what they are. But you know. What I don't think a lot of people understand and realize that you can buy if you go to the big box stores like the Big W or the Big F C you're able to buy those plants or those seeds, those herbs and all of that stuff. You're a lot of that is Snap eligible.
1: Yes. You know and a lot of people in our area get snap benefits and You know,
0: SNAP benefits, and I was like, "Oh heck yeah!" And like, shoot, yeah. My line of work, I want to be able to be able to tell people what you can and cannot purchase with that SNAP card. So I didn't look at it as like, "I got SNAP." I'm like, "Oh heck yeah, I got SNAP!" Now I can go to the store and see what all my people can buy. You know? Yes.
1: And And you know, the first time I went into a store, I think it was the Big W, and we hadn't had snap long. And I went in and it was around growing season and I'm like, okay, while I'm here I'm gonna pick up this pack of tomatoes and it paid for it and I was so excited for that. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? It bought my plants. Ah! <laughs> I know. And
0: like, you know, I even if it's just somebody randomly that I know and I'm like, "Hey, listen, like if you can get Snap, like here's all the stuff that you can get with that Snap card because let me tell you what. Like you besides the jar, the lid and the ring, you can literally buy everything you need to grow and preserve your own homemade pickles with your Snap card."
1: Yeah. Or like
0: grow the you can purchase the cucumber seeds and grow that cucumber and you can go buy the pickling spice, you can buy the vinegar, you can buy all of the stuff that you need to, to make your homemade pickles, like a quick refrigerator pickle. Oh, the- yeah. And I'm like, look at this.
1: Yeah, and eventually you'll fall down the rabbit hole enough that you're growing most of those spices.
0: <laughs> I know, like- like they're going down the rabbit hole of growing my own spices and herbs and stuff like that and like all of the stuff that we're doing like we have been doing it for years like you're further along in your produce than I am but I have more sources of meat shall we say you know because we do have cattle and yes. lambs, and things like that and like I have a little I have a few more acres than you do but, that's yeah. like, but, you know, you've been further on the produce journey, and sometimes I do get a little bit of, like, garden envy, because I'm like, look at all this stuff that Joni's getting out of her garden. But then I have to take a step back and realize, like, listen, she's been doing this for, like, five or six, ten years, and I'm over here on your season, growing season.
1: Huh, honey. If you're going to only credit me for five, six, 10 years, I love you because you're making me sound young because I'm going to tell you, we've had a garden. Well, you know, my grandparents had garden growing up, but me and uncle, we have been married for 17 years back in June and we have had a garden every single year.
0: And I remember helping, like, I remember going out and playing in your very first garden that you guys had because I was like 14 or 15
1: You were 13.
0: I was about to say, I think I was like 13. And I was out there just like playing in the dirt in the garden. Because. Yes. For fresh, fresh tilled soil. Like, I hate to teal because it's a bummer. Because I feel like it destroys. But sometimes tealing is necessary, you know.
1: Yes, it is. You know, and, and people can. People will hem and haw. And it it doesn't matter who you talk to. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. And what it comes down to is what works best for you. It might work good for them. It might not work for them. But whatever works for you is what you have to go for.
0: Thanks for joining us today.
1: It's real and it's raw.
0: Now go forth and be barefoot and feral.
1: And most importantly, remember to grow where you're at.
0: Bye!